Hello and welcome to another episode of 50 Stories of Transformation. I'm your host, Michaela Leji, and this week we're on story number eight. So for this week's story, we're going to take a walk down memory lane because we're sitting down and chatting with Pastor Larry Walker, who just recently retired from nearly 40 years of ministry. Prior to his retirement, Pastor Walker was serving at West Hills Baptist Church in Moon, Pennsylvania. But as I said, he has spent 40 years of his life in ministry, so he has a ton of moments and a ton of memories about God doing transformative work and God just showing up at the perfect time. So we're going to hear some of those stories today. We also have the pleasure of being joined by his wonderful wife, Karen, who's going to speak to what it's been like walking with Pastor Walker throughout these many years of ministry. And of course, we're going to ask them what they're doing now uh, with this new season of retirement and what ministries they plan to pursue uh, in this new season. So without further ado, uh, we'll jump right in. Pastor Walker and Mrs. Walker, thank you so much for taking the time to join me and and share some of these transformative stories about how you've seen God work uh, through your many years of ministry. Now, first and foremost, I got to ask, how is retirement life treating you so far? Well, um, we've been retired since the end of December, and we visit around various churches. My, my hope is, my hope and prayer is that I'll be able to do Poco Supply in various churches. As of yet, that's not, not developed, you know. Uh, I've done it one time so far, but uh, I'm hoping that uh, I'll have some opportunities to be a Poco Supply and, and possibly even on down the road, maybe an interim pastor. So that's the situation right now. So. So retirement with work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's uh it's been it's been a unique situation. I guess uh, you know the reason I had to step aside from West Hills as as uh, Tony Durnell uh, took over the pastorate there was because of my health situation. I was born uh, a seven month baby and I always had uh, a heart challenge. Uh, in nineteen ninety seven. I had open heart surgery to correct a, a heart birth defect. And so it was, it's, a, it's called a VSD, ventricular septal defect. And so uh, at that time, God just gave me a new lease on life. And we had just uh, just just come to, to Pittsburgh in 1997. So in 1998, I had the, the actual heart surgery. And so for the next 20 some years, uh, my health, my health was, was greatly improved. And so it wasn't until April 20th, 2019, I went in, went into cardiac arrest. And I collapsed in my front yard. My heart literally stopped. And so that night was a Sunday night and, uh, we had a, we had an old couch where we wanted to put out the, the trash man. And so Karen and I, uh, we just scooted down the hallway and down the steps and out the, out to the sidewalk. And as we were pushing along the uh, along the sidewalk, I said to Karen, I said, I just need to rest a little bit. And well, that day, my heart had, had fluttered a, a few times, and I just sat down and rested. And so, but that night when I put my hands on the couch to, to just rest, I, I collapsed. Uh, at, that, at that very instant, uh, two cars pulled into the driveway, and out of the first car jumped two ladies, and one said, I'm a nurse. And so she, she took the... Uh, cell phone from Karen and talked to the uh, dispatcher. Now the other uh, car pulled in 
there was a, a male figure and we did not really see his, his face, but he, uh, he came up and he, and Carrie said, he just put his hands on my shoulders and, and he just touched me. And so, um, he moved to my side and my right side. And at that time, the paramedics arrived. And when the paramedics arrived, they, I, I was becoming uh, conscious. I could uh, hear what they were saying. I could talk. And they said, do you think you broke anything? I said, I don't think I broke anything. And so they said, you think you can stand up? And so I, I, they stood me up, helped me stand up, put me on the stretcher, put me in the, in the ambulance. And when they put all the leads on my heart and everything, everything was back in the, in the normal rhythm. And so the next day, when I was in the hospital, uh, my cardiologist were, were checking my, my pacemaker. I, I had a pacemaker installed about, about a year before. And so the, the uh, cardiologist were checking my pacemaker, and he, and he just stopped. And he said, you shouldn't be here. He said, your heart stopped last night. He said, I don't know what, what started up again. He said, but somehow I started up again. And Karen, Karen and I both said, Basically, at the same time, we don't know what started up again, but we know who started up again. And so um, I did some research on cardiac arrest. 94% of the people who went to cardiac arrest do not survive. Only 6% survive, as that is with it, within the first five minutes they have medical treatment. I have none of that. I, I, think, I think God sent me three angels. And so for this whole, for this whole interview, I think that the theme is uh, God is always... Uh, one time and his time is, is always perfect and so when we came here uh, 20 really 23 years ago we came from virginia uh, karen and i had been in the, in, a, in the ministry for 15 years and then we went to liberty university in about mid, mid, midway <laughs> so we graduated from liberty university in 1997 and uh, came to pittsburgh to help start a church and we really wanted to start a, a cell church a church with small groups and so uh, we were able to do that, and, and four years into the, into the church plant, um, we really were at a standstill. We didn't know where God wanted us to, to, to have as far as a building. We were, rented, we were in uh, rented facilities, and it was just sort of a, a standstill. At that time, I put a little ad in, and it was called the Penny Saver at the time, and it's a small, independent Baptistic church wishes to explore the possibility of merging with another church like faith. And so I had met the pastor, the previous pastor of West Hills Baptist Church uh, before. And so when we left uh, our conversation, I said to him, well, we'll get together for lunch one day. And so God just placed in my heart to go knock on this, this pastor's door and uh, have lunch with him. And so I knocked on the door and the pastor's wife answered the door and uh, she said, well, he's not here and he's not coming back. This was right after 9-11, right after the, you know, the, the, the disaster in America. And she said, well, he's been transferred to uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina to head, up, to head up the chaplaincy program. And so I said, well, what's going to happen to the church? And so the church, West Hills Baptist, had been dwindling down and they had about 12 people left. And I said, well, what's going to happen to the church? She said, well, They'll probably just close, you know. So if you talk to my, my husband, uh, you know that the church was very small. I said, well, ma'am, you may not believe this, but I, I told her what I just put in the, the newspaper, and her eyes got real big. She said, you come in. You come in. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, 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 the deacon's name. So Paul Bacon was the deacon. Paul and Jackie Bacon, they had been at that church for many years. They were up in their 70s. And God put, placed us together with Paul and Jackie Bacon, 
It was like, it was like we had known these people all of our, all of our life and God just gelled our hearts together. God's perfect timing. And so we got the congregations together on a Wednesday night and we talked about what we would do if, if this would be a reality. I said, well, let's uh, be patient and let's uh, run this over several months. So it was about a, a four month process that we uh, merged the churches together. After about three months, the West Hills congregation said, well, let's vote on this, let's make this thing official. And so we had, first of all, an interest vote and that, that was positive. And the second thing, we had a final vote and that was, that was positive. And so we merged the churches together and our, 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 our actual merger uh, date was uh, February of 2002. I, I had pastored for, for 19 years before that time, before that merger. Then at 19 years, 19 years with West Hill, so 38 years altogether pastoring churches. And and uh, Karen and I, um, this next year, 2022, will be uh, 40 years that we graduated from our, our first Bible college, way, way back, Marietta Bible College in Marietta, Ohio. Then we went to Liberty University. So... We're, we're old people, <laughs> but, uh, you know, God's been good to us and God's perfect timing has been a theme really throughout our whole life. When we, when we had to step aside at West Hills because of my health situation, my heart situation, God provided another situation with, with Tony Dunnell. Uh, Tony Dunnell, <clears throat> he had been in our church probably seven or eight years and, um, he had been in the service. He'd been in the service like 15 years, and so God placed upon his heart to go to Liberty also. And he had took, he had taken, he is still taking uh, online uh, classes. And so with his online classes, he, he will graduate with a, with a master's degree. We took Tony on as an assistant pastor, and for about six months or so, uh, we just worked together as you know, pastor and assistant pastor, and finally. Uh, after being in the hospital uh, three times, I said to Tony, I said, I think now is the time for, you, for us to go forward with this thing of you being the new pastor. And so we just worked with the church just, just you know, systematically a separate time. And God just blessed. And the, the church voted 100% to take Tony on as, as the pastor, new pastor. And so we, we stepped aside. And so God's blessing, God's blessing in West Hills, God's blessing with Tony and his ministry. And so uh, we're, we're getting, I mean, I'm getting stronger you know, health-wise, I'm glad for that. And so looking forward to what God has for us in the future. Wow, I, I meant for that to be like a nice starter question, but <laughs> that was fantastic. I answered all your questions. No, that's okay. That's perfect. Um, I love hearing that, especially the theme of God's timing being perfect. Incidentally, I also uh, had open heart surgery in 1997. So, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, we can start a whole club. <laughs> so, anyway, going along with that, you were at West Hills Baptist. How long were you there at that church? 19 years as a pastor. 19 years. And you said you had 19 years prior to that. So, 38 altogether. 38 years, yeah. 30 years pastoring. And then before that, of course, in Bible college, I, I was an assistant pastor at my home church, so about 40 years in the, in the ministry. So, wow, thank you so much for your service in ministry. That's it, it's, been, it's been a joy, been a joy. So, I can imagine throughout all those years, you've had 
many moments where you just like looked back now and you're you're like wow that was God doing some transformative work are there any that stick out to you any memories that you would like to share specifically well I think I think uh, in particular West Hills when, when God allowed us to merge those churches together you know it was just a almost a surreal situation because we had gone from renting uh, rooms to meet in. And uh, matter of fact, our, our first place we met in was the Holiday Inn and it was the, in the basement and it was, it was the old bar. And uh, we, had, we, had, uh, we had mirrored ceilings and stainless steel floors and it was called the Pink Panther. We, we affectionately called ourselves the Pink Panther Baptist Church. So went from there to another place just right next door to the Holiday Inn called the Boyd School and we rented every room from a, a bar room to a bedroom. And so when God merged the churches together and gave us West Hills facilities, and, and we didn't pay anything for it, it was just a surreal situation. We had an you know, auditorium, we had Sunday school classes, we had you know, a place for you know, kids to play. And so God just gave us the tools to use for his glory to, to effectively start reaching people. And then what God led us to do <clears throat> was every, every summer, every, just about every summer with the exception of maybe one or two, we knocked on every door in our neighborhood in a two mile stretch from a one main road to the other main road. There's about 750 homes in, in that whole section. And just about every summer, uh, myself, Karen, and people from the church knocked on doors, gave out literature. Uh, one year we gave away uh, key fobs and magnets and all, and just to let the people know we cared for our neighbors. We, we cared for our neighbors and we want to see them saved. And then we had um, church-wide activities. Uh, for many years, and I, I believe Tony is going to continue this, for many years, we had a neighborhood yard sale. Not that we sold anything. We did. We opened up our facilities for neighbors in, in our neighborhood to come and set up their stuff, sell their their you know their yard sale stuff. We didn't charge them a thing. Uh, we provided hot dogs and you know chips and things. As we had uh, the neighbors there selling their stuff, we would go around as a, as church people, as as Christians, and and just just minister to them, you know, just, just try to talk to them about the Lord and things. We just tried to effectively reach out to our neighbors and love on them and care for them, let them know that we're just normal people. And, and we saw numerous people get saved you know, through the years. God's blessed that church. And uh, since, we, since we have stepped aside and we visited other churches, we've, we've come to appreciate what God established there and what God carved out there but it's been, been a neat ride. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to ask you to, to backpedal just a little bit. Because um, <laughs> you said you and Karen both went to Liberty University yeah. and then another Bible school. So what was your call like from God to go into ministry way back when, before even going to Bible, Bible college? Well, the Lord saved me when I was 18 and uh, I was a senior in high school. And I, I always wanted to be a millionaire. <laughs> I always studied money, money magazines. I always wanted to be a millionaire. So I was saved on March the 20th, 1978. And about 
say March, April, May, June, July, August. About four months later, I was in Bible college. And there was a man in our church, and uh, he said to me, have you ever thought about going to Bible college? I said, no, <laughs> no. He said, you ought to come and check it out. So he took me to Marietta Bible College, which was just a small, independent Bible college in Marietta. And so just as soon as I stepped onto that campus, it was like God spoke to my heart and said, money is not the most important thing. I'm, I'm important, and souls are important. And I preached my first message six months after I got saved. God, God called me to pastor, not, not really to be an evangelist and travel around different churches, so to speak. But God called me to be a pastor. And God's given me a pastor's heart to care for people, love people, to minister to them with all, with all of our faults and failures and warts and everything that goes with it, to love on them, care for them. And when God called me to be a pastor, he gave me what the Bible says is a desire. If, it, if any man desire the office of a bishop, he, he desires a good work. So God placed in my heart a desire to pastor. And that desire has never, never faded. Then when, 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 when Karen and I met at Bible college, uh, she said, well, God's called me to be a pastor's wife. I said, hey, let's, let's do it. <laughs> let's get married. So, so we, we graduated in 1982. We married in 1984. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That worked out nicely. <laughs> yeah. We, we, God, God's not giving us any, any biological, biological uh, kids. We had lots of kids in our churches and, and Sunday school kids and you know, families in our church. And now we have, we have two dogs and one cat. <laughs> well, Karen, I have a question for you. All right. <laughs> how has walking alongside Pastor Walker during these years, how have you just seen God work through him and also in you like what are some transformative moments that you've seen god do it has been a privilege and an honor to walk alongside of larry as as god has opened doors for us to minister in various churches and ministries and just seeing uh, how god has worked in both of our lives and things that he has taught us through the years and how he has grown us spiritually and and uh, going through some difficult times some times that has been very challenging yeah. you know sometimes we we dread those but god uses them to be a blessing sure. to draw us closer to him and closer to each other and larry and i learned uh many years ago uh, when God had called us into the ministry and separated us from everything that we were ever familiar with, our hometowns, our families, our friends, and he took us off by ourselves to teach us and to mold us and, and to prepare us for more ministry. And so it was during that time that God showed us, you, you're going to have to depend upon each other. You got to rely upon each other. And we went through some difficult times. And I can remember before Larry had his open heart surgery, he was having all the symptoms of a heart attack. And so I prayed, I said, God, we need a miracle. We don't know what doctors to go to, but you do, and you have to get us to them. Well, Larry was taken to one hospital and the doctors there told him, they said, we don't know what's wrong with you, but we're going to find somebody who does. And they sent him to the second hospital. 
they told him, we don't know what's wrong with you, but we're going to find somebody who does. And they sent him to Children's Hospital. At, here th in at 38 years of age, <laughs> I'm in Children's Hospital. <laughs> the doctors that we were put in contact with was Dr. Robert Zuber Bueller. He was the one who diagnosed Larry's problem. And then Dr. Sewers was the surgical cardiologist that operated on Larry. Dr. Bueller, Super Bueller said, as far as on my part, there will be no charges because you're a pastor, you're a professional. And he said, and I can tell you that the doctor who will operate on you won't charge you either. Yeah. So about uh, four or five years later, we were at our chiropractors and he had a U.S. News World Report magazine there. And it said, the top 100 doctors in America, those two doctors were listed. Yep. God gave me my miracle. The best. That is so, that's so cool. I can. You're making us cry. Oh, sorry, you're going to make me cry because like I, I know what that's like trying to find well, my parents know more so than me, but like trying to find like a good cardiologist. When I had my open heart surgery, I was two days old. So like, I didn't know what was going on, but I, the cardiologist who did my surgery, he was also one of the best in the nation, like listed, like probably on that, that same list. Um, but yeah, it was, and his name was Christian. Oh. And I like I remember that. I don't know if he was a Christian. Obviously, like I couldn't ask him. I was two days old. But it's just so like God still does those healing miracles. Yeah. He's yeah. Still, like Amen. still faithful in that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He cares for his own. Yeah. Well, um, going along with uh those many years of ministry, what are some scripture passages or verses that have just kind of consistently stuck with you and comforted you and encouraged you? Yeah, two comes to my mind that really has guided me uh, throughout my life. One is Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. When I think about the ministry, it's all, it's all, it's all of faith. You know, when I pastored those many years, a pastor is never guaranteed that he'll have people back the next week. So it's all a matter of faith. And as far as as far as you know, tithes and offerings, we were never guaranteed, you know, that people would give anything. But with faith, it is possible to please them. And when we when we sought God's will and sought his guidance, God blessed and, and honored our faith, just simple childlike faith to do what God told us to do. God loves his church. And God called me to be a, a, a church pastor, and God loves souls. And so God honored, we went out, you know, witnessing, handing out gospel tracts. God honored and blessed that. And so God, God blessed because of just childlike faith, doing what he wanted us to do. And then another verse really is uh, many years ago, Karen said, well, uh, you were saved March the 20th, so why don't you figure out a verse that corresponds with 320? So Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to exceed and abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power of the works within us. And God says, 
Think of what God, think of what I can do in your life. And then God says, I can top that. I can top that. And so he, he, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask for things. I know with my heart situation, God has rescued me many times. Karen says I'm like a cat with nine lives. I don't know. I don't, maybe I have eight or nine, eight or nine more. I don't know if I have one or two more left or not. But anyway, we've, we've seen God work miracles in my life physically, miracles in life with the church, and saving people that you, you never think would ever, you know, their hearts so hardened. You think God never saved that person, but God, God softens their hearts and God brings it through and God saves them. So he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, all we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Well, I don't have any more, I guess, quote unquote, hard questions. Um, <laughs> I have a little bit of a fun one. What is one hobby or skill that you would like to learn or are already in the process of learning uh, during this time where you have a little more free time? Oh my, um, <laughs> take you from my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a golfer. Um, I don't necessarily follow the Steelers or the Penguins or the, uh, the Pirates. Um, I, I think one thing that we want to do, we want to minister to other other ministry couples. In our in our association, Southwest Association, there's really not an organized system of pastors and pastors' wives getting together. So it, it, if you want to call it a hobby, I, I guess we'd like to be an encouragement to younger pastors and their wives because God's brought us through some unusual times in our lives and i think sometimes younger people need to realize need to hear it's okay to be discouraged it's okay to even think about quitting i think god wants us to minister to well one thing that god has certainly spoke to our hearts about after coming here to the pittsburgh area but we are certainly on a mission field and there's plenty of work here to do that will never, ever be finished because you never run out of people to minister to. Well, Pastor Walker and Mrs. Walker, thank you so much for uh, sharing all of those awesome moments of transformation that you've, you've seen God do throughout many years of ministry, and not only through uh, the ministry that you've been a part of, but also through your own personal lives. I ask you all to keep praying for uh, Pastor Walker and his health. And again, I, I thank you both for uh, being vulnerable and sharing the work that God has done through those moments. Now, if you would like to check out the article form of this story, you can head online to the Baptist Resource Network's website. That is www.brnunited.org. Um, you can check out the article for this story there. You can also check out all of the other stories in the Transformation Story series. All the stories are there in article form as well as the podcast. The podcast can also be found on Spotify, Anchor Podcast, Pocket Cast, and for our Android users, Google Podcast. So again, you can check that all out at www.brnunited.org. 
Well, that about does it for me this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's stroll down memory lane um, and the transformation stories that Pastor Walker shared with us. Remember, there's always a new transformation story and podcast out and ready for you to listen and read on Thursdays. So make sure you check that out uh, next Thursday. And uh, until then, have a great week, everyone.